You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Welcome back to the Veeam Partner Perspectives. I'm Eric Doherty. It's been a while since our last episode, and I'm glad to be back with you. My guest today is Ken Liu, Director of Systems Engineering at Veeam, whose team is focused on regional channel partners. Ken also happens to be my manager. Ken, welcome to the podcast. Can you share a little bit about your background and your current role at Veeam? Of course. And thanks for having me on today, Eric. Um, so yeah, my name is Ken Liu. I'm a Systems Engineering Director here at Veeam. I've been here for what seems like a lifetime. Um, what is it, 11 and a half years? Yeah, it's been a lifetime, my gosh. So <laughs> my first job here at Veeam was actually as a channel SC back in January of 2011 when we first formed the team, uh, which then, you know, even uh, uh, in that time as a $40 million company, I thought was a testament to our commitment to the channel to provide dedicated technical resources. So that's how we knew we were going to grow. Um, I then did some tours on the customer-facing side uh, as a uh, as an SC and eventually SC manager supporting our Southeast and Mid-Atlantic SLED and commercial teams. And about five years ago, I came back to the channel side of the house to build out our regional channel engineering teams. And it was around that time that I had the privilege of running into you, right, Eric? That's um, right, so, way back to Microsoft offices, right? Exactly. So, you know, of course, as part of our team charter, as you know, is to, number one, evangelize the merits of our technology to our partner community, and then enable and support them to serve their customers and grow their business through Veeam Power Solutions. Yeah, that's kind of where this podcast was born out of, just another way to evangelize our message out to the partner community. So so I am super grateful to have you on because it's like two evangelists getting on to evangelize. So it's going to be, yeah, uh, there you go. I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah. So yeah, as part of this channel team, something that we do every year and you've been a part of is the arranging and getting feedback from partners and we all are responsible for that, honestly, but there's some ways that are more informal through the meetings we have, and there are other ways that are, you know, formal, uh, like the TPAC. So we're always trying to find out what we can do better, what's working, what's not, what are they hearing in the field, um, and ways to collect that information and get it either directly to our senior leadership or product teams, um, or us collect it, curate it to get it to them. So one of the ways that we do that is through the TPAC. So can you explain what a TPAC is? Sure, I'd love to. Um, so TPAC, first of all, stands for Technical Partner Advisory Council. And, and it's really, it's, it's not a new concept. I know of other companies that do it, perhaps with a different name, but the purpose and goals remain the same. And that is, number one, for us at Veeam, if we're gonna be a 100% channel-driven company, we need the feedback and guidance from our channel partners to let us know where we're aligned and well, we're missing the mark. Um, that's so important to us because we can't grow with it without the channel. We never have, and I don't see us deviating from that go-to-market model. So it's really, really critical to us that we can grow and evolve with our partners in our journey as a company. I mean, that's the way that, uh, which by the way, has been a great story in, in the 11 years that I've been here. Yeah, it's, I, I think, I mean, I, first off, you know, you've seen plenty of company, companies that say they're channel first, channel only, channel, you know, we, we are channel. We don't sell anything without channel. So we need that feedback. And I'm, I'm glad that we have these methods for collecting that info. How many years have we been doing this kind of counsel? Do you have any idea? Um, gosh, it's been more than five, actually. Okay. Uh, I, I think it was probably about almost eight um, of, that we've been doing this. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of that maturing process as the company's been growing up. 
to get out there more formally, get that yeah. information. I mean, it, it's it's so necessary because I mean, you know, you know, and really anyone, any company, as you're if you're an insider, you hear uh, let's just call it for what it is, the Kool Aid, you know, um, and, and you know, just as we've worked together on on the hands on lab offering, we could do as much QA and review as possible, but until it goes out in the wild. Uh, gets exposed to customer use cases. You know, we don't really know how it's going to work, and that's that's what these these uh, T packs are so valuable for. You know, partners are able to share. All right, guys, you really missed it on this one. You know, yeah. here's how we can make it better. You know, here's the feedback, uh, or even with you know betas or, or you know upcoming releases. You know, we like to get feedback and you know, thoughts from them on. Hey, here's what we're thinking. You know, here's where our message is going to be. What do you think? <laughs> and they can be like. You guys are so off. Or, <laughs> you know, I think we've got an opportunity here. Yeah, and and you know, I think that that's great. And I think there's two sides to that. One, it's great to hear you're doing great, but two, you got to be ready to hear that people aren't happy with what you're doing, and be willing to to make changes. Because uh, let's face it, most of the time they're right. You know, they're they're the ones out there seeing what's happening in the field what's landing and what's not. So uh, credit to the company for wanting to actually hear the feedback. Next step, obviously, is doing something about it, which mm -hmm. I think Veeam's been very good at taking that feedback to heart. Um, what kind of partners typically try to get or typically are on the panel? Yeah, good, these... question. good question. And, it, you know, it may not be what people out there think, because while you'd expect to see your multi-billion dollar players have a seat at the table, the reality is that we strive to have a, a broad sample of all of our partner types. So whether you're a partner that's on top of the CRN rankings or if you're a boutique regional player, you know, we, we appreciate that the go-to-market strategies, the opportunities and challenges uh, that each of those partner types differ uh, and even across geographical regions. So we want to, we do our best to try and make sure everyone's represented. Granted, you know, we try to keep the TPAC small as well and manageable, um, but we try to keep a broad audience as much as possible. I think that plays into how our products position too. The fact that we can work from the, with the smallest of companies up to the largest enterprise. So that's that's great that we actually look for that kind of representation within the uh, the TPAC board as well. I think that's uh, that's important to get in that message because everybody has something valuable to bring. I don't care if you do a couple million a year, a couple hundred thousand a year, or or tens of millions of year of our product. Yeah, yeah I mean that, that, that's a that's a great point you bring up there, and you know. You were at the uh, TechX last week. You heard mm -hmm. Danny uh, and, and John Jester on stage talking about you know, where we're going as a company. And, you know, the biggest opportunity that we have is, honestly, it's an opportunity that we as a company have built, and that's the 400,000 customers that we have globally. And what are we going to do as a company to deliver products um, to stay aligned with them on their journey to the cloud? You know, um, uh, and if we can't. We don't know if we're on the mark or not without feedback from our partners <laughs> of varying sizes. And many of those yeah. customers, aren't they're not all enterprise. A lot of them are SMB. A lot of them are mid-market. Mm -hmm. Many in the sled space. Uh, and we need feedback on, on all of it because we're not going to roll out 10 different products you know, to accomplish the same thing. Right, exactly. Uh, it's, it's a very tough balancing act. So we need all the feedback we can get. Yeah, and, that, and that's just it. And it has to all be taken in and then, you know. People, people above us have the hard job of figuring out how, how to make that work across those different or different levels of customer and levels of partner. And I, I think they do a great job with it, um, yeah. as we'll get into in a little while. Um, 
what kind of so we talked about what kind of partners um how do partners get involved in in this so i'm sure that after people listen to this you're like i want to be on that council how do i get there <laughs> um any any insight you can offer into how folks get involved in this yeah no it, it's always great to to to, to feel needed right um yeah. but you know, I mean, we do try to keep these small. Uh, I wouldn't. I think exclusive would be a, a strong word, but but small. I mean, there we we um, we invest a lot in these things, right? Um, so we want to make sure that we have the right partners, uh, and the right partner doesn't mean the biggest partner or the smallest partner. Right partner. Bottom line, what we're looking for are partners of varying types uh, and locations uh, who I would say have great synergies and align well with our team. I mean, Eric, you know, you work with some partners and you guys just feed off of each other. It's great. There's a great cadence going on. There's great chemistry. Um, you know, there's other partners that, you know, we, we don't, that's okay. You know, um, uh, they may not lead with us, but you know, it, besides that, you know, it's those that can demonstrate a strong competency in, in beam technology, you know, whether that be, they've got, you know, all the advanced certifications or otherwise, you know, they've got the creativity and the know-how on how to build Veeam powered solutions. You know, they're taking, you know, from what us as a manufacturer delivers to them out of the box and they're building great solutions and they're sharing that, you know, with the community um, and giving us feedback on, yeah, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, it'd be great, even better if you could guys could do this, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, some of the more advanced partners out there can do that. Um, you know, and obviously they've already got a healthy, established uh, and vibrant Veeam install base so that they can provide feedback from their customers on what's working, you know, or not. I mean, as we pointed out a few minutes ago, one of our biggest opportunities is that install base that we've built in the, you know, 10 plus years. Um, uh, and, you know, we need, we can't scale as an organization. You know, those, our partners are a virtual extension of us. And, you know, we need them to, they're the ones that are talking to the customers every day. So getting that feedback on, you know, Hey, uh, you know, this is working or here's a new product for me. What do you think? You know, it's so, so important. Yeah, I, I agree that that, I mean, it's one of the best ways we have of getting feedback and the people that are on there. So it was interesting. You mentioned, you know, the partners that have all the certs, not necessarily the people that have the certs that are on this board, because it may not be the technical people. It's more likely to be the business leaders of the technical side of the business uh, or somebody that is in the know on the sales side of the organization that's on the council, that's the representative for that company, as opposed to, it's not going to be the, the frontline architects or somebody like that in most cases, because it has, it's somebody that's more business oriented in a lot of cases. And maybe they bring the feedback from the rest of the team, but that's kind of the level of person that we put on the TPAC. Is that correct? Um, yes and no. It, okay. It's going to depend really, you know, I mean, it, it's in general, um, pretty much what I described earlier, it's a well-balanced representation of partner types from coast to coast, you know, yeah. Uh, regional partners, national multi-billion dollar resellers. But in terms of roles and positions, you know, I, I think that that first of all, titles vary by company, um, but it also, um, you know, in general, there's some variance there. So it can be anywhere from lead solutions, arch solution architects that are actually doing the designs uh, and delivering the solutions to VPs of engineering in the room, you know, um, all great engineering minds, of course, but the key here is people that are influential uh, within the organizations, you know, and, and you know, it, it, in some cases, yes, we've, we've invited some VPs of engineering and, and, you know, they've been respectfully like, hey, you know, appreciate the invitation, but, 
you know, I'm not close enough to the data protection side of the house. So, you know, I'm going to nominate, you know, our lead architect who is, you know, puts the stamp on every single Veeam solution that goes out the door. He or she would be able to give you the right feedback on what's working and what's not. So um, those are the type of people we want influential uh, folks within the organization. And, and there's two tracks typically when we do one of these as well. There's one that's more technical and one that's more business oriented. Is that, is that correct? Okay. Well, related to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's the T pack, okay. which is this. Um, yeah. Uh, then there is a pack partnered by okay. council. And they happen at the same time. They, uh, yes, uh, typically happen at the same time. Okay. And the pack is composed of sales leadership, uh, from, you know, very, uh, very similar types of partners, you know, as okay. I described, you know, those that have that healthy Veeam business, those that uh, are have invested uh, in Veeam and and have um, you know um, high high potential, you know, to continue to grow with us. And it's not necessarily a technical and a non technical from both from the same company going to each. It's not the same com- same organizations represented at both tables. It could be a mix, right? Just based on who who we talk to and who's invited and who who's able to do it. Uh, correct, and, and you know, those are that's that's one of the ways that this. PAC and TPAC have evolved over the years. I know in the past it has been, you know, they've selected partners and, um, you know, they've sent a business as well as a technical representative from the same partner. But sometimes, as we know, those sides aren't, don't always match. Um, so, you know, lately we've had more flexibility to, you know, going back to let's get the right partners, you know, from a technical perspective. So, in other words, yeah, it's, it's not always one to one. Okay. That makes sense. It's so, great when it is. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you get different, the same messaging, or sometimes it's a smaller company where the, that both those roles are the same person. So it's which table to go well, sit at. Or maybe yeah, spend a day at each, one at yeah, each or something yeah, like that. Good point. I mean, there, there was one that, uh, you know, a partner that used to support out in Western Pennsylvania that came to a PPAC recent memory and, you know, who they said on the business side was the CTO. Hmm. You know, uh, because, you know, he had a, good pulse on where the company is going from a technology perspective and can give that feedback. And, you know, it's also obviously familiar with the beam side of the house as well. So yeah, sometimes there's, <laughs> there's, there's a shifting of roles there. So the moral of the story there is there's no one type of person that's the perfect fit for this. It depends from organization to organization. So not always, but I would say, you know, on the TPAC, um, you know, it's generally going to be someone that is uh, pretty versed technically because cool. you know, we will go, into some pretty deep topics around uh, the yeah. product in, in many cases. And so you know, not, not something that most uh, sales minded people wouldn't want to participate in, you know, it's just, you know, might, not might something start that... to lose them partway down the path there. <laughs> yeah. We're Fair talking enough. about a full day here. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> want to keep the, want to keep them involved. Want them, don't want them checking yeah. out accountant ceiling tiles. Well, but yeah. you know, it, it, it's also, as we're having these sessions, we want people to be active. We want people to voice their opinion. It's it's so important, you know. And so, um, and this is one of those things experience. where if the Veeam person's talking less, we've done a good job because we want to hear what they have to say. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What kind of changes or improvements have you seen come out of these? Having maybe not necessarily been at, but you've been aware of, you know, what you mm-hmm. say eight eight major ones of these. Um, what kind of things have you seen come out of these? Yeah, uh, over the years, I, I would say quite a lot. And I, I guess our biggest um, challenge is, I know with customers and, and, you know, oftentimes partners alike, you want immediate results. <laughs> and, 
Yeah. And as you know, working here at Veeam, Veeam speed doesn't always mean fast, you know, <laughs> but eventually we will that. Yeah. try our best to get the job done and, and deliver something that, 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 you know, is reasonable and, and quality. Um, so, you know, as I pointed out earlier, it, it's critical, so critical for us that we can grow and evolve with our partners and our journey as a company, as well as our customer's journey uh, when it comes to evolving their data protection strategies beyond just backup. So in the TPAC meetings, um, it's not just the usual suspects for myself that are attending. We make it a point to bring in those influencers, you know, such as our CTO, Danny Allen, um, other members of our product strategy group. You know, we include representatives from different product management teams so they can hear firsthand from our partners on what's working, what's not working, uh, and honestly, what's needed, you know, for a specific product set that they represent. Um, also, there's going to be representation from other internal stakeholders, uh, such as our solutions architecture uh, leadership, uh, competitive intelligence group, pre-sales engineering, you know, technical uh, product marketing, really to help ensure that our message is fine-tuned. Um, and then rest of sure, all of the input that we've received from the TPAC is taken into consideration for how we go to market, whether it's our product sets that we deliver um, or how we go to market with our partners, you know. Uh, for example, providing improved sizing calculators is one topic that we have consistently heard <laughs> over the years. Um, you probably remember this from back in the day. You know, they weren't. Yeah, Excel spreadsheets that you never knew if you had the right one, if you had any Excel spreadsheet or just an equation that you were sketching out. I, I'm impressed with where it's come even in the last year. So clearly message received. Exactly that. Yeah. You know, and, and I know while it's not perfect, you're right. I think our tools are way better than they were, say, five years ago. Um, you know, and, you know, another example would be our best practices guides and reference architectures, you know, for mm -hmm. example, you know, we partner with a lot of, uh, we partner with Cisco to deliver a Cisco validated design because many of our partners like to sell Cisco yep. and providing a supported reference architecture, frankly, is, you know, can be very important uh, to help grow that business for them. So, um, you know, so we made sure that we deliver on that. Uh, also, best practices guides for our cloud solutions, like being back mm -hmm. for AWS, being back for Azure, GCP. That's been a super popular request, gosh, in the last two years because, well, if nothing else, it didn't exist. Right. So we actually made that publicly available just yesterday. Uh, but that's the type of feedback um, uh, or examples of you know feedback we get from the TPAC on, hey guys, we need this. You know, when can you deliver it? And Veeam eventually, you know, bringing these things to the table. And you know, um, and of course, we open these up for feedback as well to continue to to make these better um, as well. Yeah, I have noticed the feedback loop never closes on on anything here, and especially on the technical side because of our forums and things like that. I mean, I've told multiple partners that our forums are the best place to go do do a feature request because those actually get scanned nonstop for what's popular, what's getting upvoted as far as feature requests go. Um, so that, and that's the first list that's usually made for what's going to be in the next version. So I tell people constantly, if you think it's something we should have, go put it there. Telling me is nice. I can go tell somebody internally, but it doesn't have as big a voice as you saying it directly through that forum. Yeah, there's, um, you know, when it comes to feature requests and product enhancements, you know, I, I think one of the things that I would hope that our partners and customers alike can appreciate about Veeam is, if you're smart about it, if you've been around the company for a while, you'll, you'll know that there can be multiple venues to make your voice heard, um, whether it be on the Veeam forums, um, uh, the TPAC, um, you know, there are, and I think there was a session at Tech Expo last week that covered some of this, you know, all the yeah. different ways that uh, we can harvest feedback uh, that eventually, you know, roll up into 
product management. I learned there are people scanning Reddit to answer mm. things as well. So <laughs> we, there are actual do. Veeam people who are out there. So you yeah. think you're just ranting with other co, uh, co-Veeam customers or partners? No, there's Veeam people out there trying to answer your questions and help you too. So I, I, just know that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen our moderators be called out on Reddit before. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm but, sure. You know, but similarly to the feedback, and that's the kind of candid feedback that, that we need. And, and yeah. But also, you know, uh, to be fair, sometimes when people go on forums, it's because they're upset. Just like when people call and complain to customer service, it's mm-hmm. usually not to give a compliment. You don't hear from a happy customer um, near as much as you yeah. do a dissatisfied or upset or and, one with a problem. And I, I've seen where, you know, our moderators can really help diffuse it or explain, you know, and, and honestly, I think people are just looking for an answer at the end of the yeah. day to solve their problem. And, yeah. and that's a great part about the community out there, you know. Um, People will chime in on, on Reddit, Reddit and other places and help answer the question, <laughs> So, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Well, and that goes into another topic that for another time is like our, our vanguards and legends and things like that who are our big evangelists out there. So we have great ways of getting the message out there. And we're going to cover, I'll cover those in another topic on another podcast. But just, you know, to bring it back to the pack, we haven't had one in person in a while. We haven't had anything in person for a while until Veeam on this May. Um, which was super exciting to get out there. So glad to be able to be there. Six days might have been a little too long in Vegas, but it was still a great time. Um, so we decided to have, I guess, what you were calling a mini TPAC. It wasn't officially the TPAC, but it was of the partners who were attending. Who could we get around the roundtable to get some in-person feedback from? We've done virtual ones over the last couple of years, but we all, as we've learned, is that virtual is just not the same as in-person. So what kind of partners were on there and what kind of topics were covered? Yeah, so mini TPAC we had in Vegas uh, in May uh, during VMON. You know, we thought, hey, because it was at VMON, you know, we had many of the key influencers from product strategy, product management, and other key stakeholders were already there. So let's take advantage of that opportunity and have our TPAC members that were present, you know, attend a very special breakout session. Um, number one, to thank them for coming to VMON. Uh, and, and to host an in-person TPAC, but also number two, more important, and more importantly, give them the platform and the ability to provide immediate feedback on what they just heard on stage at VMON, Manan, Danny, and others, you know, related to our product announcements and other key topics. And so I, I thought that was great and, and appreciated. As far as what types of partners were on that panel, pretty much the same as what I described earlier. I mean, it was well-balanced represent, representation of partner types from coast to coast. Um, just like who attends Vimon, you know, um, you know, from our well-established regional partners to the national billion-dollar resellers that we all know, um, you know, and again, as far as role types, you know, uh, anyone from, you know, lead solutions architects to VPs of engineering were in the room. That's that's great. So it's it was really in keeping with the spirit of what the official TPAC is, as far as who was in there. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So what kind of topics were covered and what were some interesting things that you heard out of that, that you're able to, to share with us today that, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see, it was discussed. We'll see what we see in the future as far, as far as what's implemented or taken into consideration, but what, what were you hearing as a general message that you thought would be interesting to share? Yeah, sure. Of course. You know, and I'm sure what all, you know, what was shared in there was probably a, a similar, the same sentiment as all the other partners that may be tuning in this podcast. So, <laughs> And you all out there, please let us know if we're on point or not um, yeah. in the spirit of a TPAC, right? But, you know, I, I would say the topic that dominated the discussion to the greater part of 90 minutes was, of course, around cybersecurity. 
Uh, and what, there. <laughs> yeah, and, and specifically, though, what is Veeam doing from a data protection standpoint to help them meet their customers' demands to help mitigate risks associated ransomware? You know, so yeah, it wasn't it was not unexpected. You know, because we all know the threat of ransomware is very real and very much top of mind for everybody in IT. Um, but one point I thought that resonated well, uh, because frankly the entire room agreed to it, is that the CISO suite is the one who's driving and influencing much of the IT spend today. Not the directors and VPs of infrastructure that we've traditionally worked with in the past. So what is Veeam, from a product standpoint, doing to help our partners, help you know, help those who have historically sold into, into infrastructure side of the house make inroads into that CISO suite, who seems to trust nobody in the organization. <laughs> It's their job, sort of, so I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a, a good CISO is a risk-averse CISO, right? Um, so there, there was definitely some solid, constructive feedback to our team related to some of the more security-focused features we have that we rolled out in V11 when it comes mm-hmm. to securing backup data and, frankly, how we could make improvements to make it more palatable, palatable to all, including the CISO suite. Okay. Yeah, that's... Um, and I, I, I agree. That's, like, the main conversation I have with anybody over the past year plus mm-hmm. is around ransom. Well, you bring up ransomware and you can talk for an hour um, about any, any solution. I mean, you talk about ransomware and probably talk about Microsoft word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But you know, this, this, that, and it was that I said it was unexpected, but it was refreshing to hear that too, because again, you heard it at Vimon and you heard it at tech expo last week, you know, Danny's on stage and talking about, really where the two tenets of modern data protection, you know, for us, cloud acceleration and ransomware protection. That's where we're placing our bets as a company. So to hear on pretty much our entire TPAC in May, without asking them, by the way, bringing this up, because when I started, it was kind of more or less an open session. You know, what do you guys want to talk about? What you, based on what you heard on stage, yeah. this is exactly what they brought up and they talked about it for 90 minutes. So okay. it's very refreshing and it validates and tells us, hey, you know, yes, we placed our bets in the, uh, uh, you know, to go after ransomware, you know, and, and you guys are helping to validate this for us. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> so what were some of the things? And that's, that's a, I mean, that's, I would expect that to be a topic and, and 90 minutes, you know, that, that tells you right there how important that is. What are some of the topics that they brought up that surprised you? Um, honestly, I don't think there was really anything that was a surprise. Okay. You know, um, because I think in general, I, I and this just comes from our pedigree of being a, I, I think in my biased opinion, a hundred percent channel focused company. We, it's, Nothing that we haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes up in a TPAC, you know, as I mentioned, it, it does help validate things that we were thinking or maybe plans that we've made. Um, so I would say rarely is there anything surprising that comes up. Um, Good. Because, you know, <laughs> it's already on top of it. It's like going into a parent teacher conference and being shocked at what the teacher says. You don't. Yeah. I mean, we've, yeah. we've, you know, obviously heard feedback, data points, you know, conversations that you and I or some of your peers have had, you know, throughout the year. So I, I like to think that we're already aware of much of it. You know, it's just um, I think the difference is, you know, when I hear stuff from you all, uh, uh, as well as, you know, our extended teams, we provide feedback, you know, up the chain. 
they're hearing it as well. Mm-hmm. But when those key influencers, you know, from product strategy, product management, come into the TPAC, they're hearing it again firsthand from the partners. So yeah. it does help that reinforce. And I and hopefully for the partners out there, it shows that yeah, this you know, um, it works. <laughs> it can be yeah. effective. You know, we yeah, need their help yeah. to help us. You know, if we're advocating for them, you know, and their customers, you know, it helps to hear their voice to help instill some change. Yeah, it's one thing for us to take it to, but for them to have that direct voice to people that we don't even necessarily get to talk to every day, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, not every partner could be at the table, but the ones that are pretty representative of everybody and have those same thoughts and concerns and needs. So I think that that is tremendous value. And I mean, it's a chance for people to bring up the stuff that we get asked all the time in the field. Like my favorite always is the, when's Veeam going to come out with an appliance is always a fun Mm -hmm. one. Um, oh, yeah. that came up too. <laughs> of course that came up. <laughs> but again, I'm it was sure. something that, that is you, to your point, you hear it all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and we hear it all the time too. Uh, and product management and product strategy, so they, they heard it again too, you know? But, you know, whether or not we do anything like that, uh, in terms of EBR, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. And my, my two cents for what it's worth is I don't think we need an actual appliance. I think, you know, it'd be cool. I, I think personally, we're better off the way we do it and just keep coming up with good guidebooks on how to build it. Yeah. Or maybe for one or two components, have an OVF or something like that. Honestly, with today's supply chain issues, and I think we heard that, uh, you know, uh, China's rattling sabers this morning about yeah, Taiwan. Reading and, that. And, Should be fun the all, next few days, with, right? With all the semiconductors that come out of that country, I, I don't know that we want to get into the hardware business. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with um, you. I'm not, there's, a, there's good companies in the hardware business. And what I see with these established multi-billion dollar companies they're struggling with right now, why would I want to be but, the new guy in there? You know, if you look at how where we're, where we're going with our strategic workloads and our, our 2.0 products, I would say, um, not actually version 2.0, but, you know. So our 2.0 products, just for, for folks that may not know that nomenclature, that's things like our next gen, like AWS, Azure, Google, uh, the upcoming Salesforce, um, you know, things for different SaaS. So even like Office 365, Microsoft 365 falls into that as well. So when we talk about 2.0 products, we're talking about that next gen, not the traditional inside the house data center type product. Yeah, and those products are downloadable or, or available in those marketplaces as pretty much turnkey appliances. Yeah. So there you go. You know, um, and, and, and if, you know, if, and I'll, I'll reference our um, data data protection trends survey that we send out at the beginning of each year. I think you're probably familiar with that, right? Uh, 3,400 um, IT decision makers uh, at companies of over 1,000 employees or more, you know, and, and what we found this year was uh, 49% of those companies responded saying that, uh, well, sorry, those companies responded saying 49% of their workloads were now hosted in the cloud. In other words, outside mm-hmm. of their data center. So if that's the direction of, of where uh, the market's trending, then the products that we're rolling out to capture those markets are, I'd say, more or less in an appliance-like format. That's that's very true. You could, And the, the beautiful thing about the way we do it, and I, you know, I, for demos in my own labs, use the stuff in Azure Marketplace, AWS Marketplace all the time. You can use that template or you can build it yourself. You're not stuck using that template. So it's it's a nice thing if, you know, I use it because it's quick and easy. I can click on it and boom, I'm, I'm running in five minutes. Or if I really want to build it myself, I can do that too. It's nice to have the flexibility. It goes back to our good old simple, flexible, reliable uh, mantra from years past. 
So based on everything that you saw and doing this mini TPAC, do you think that's something we'll keep doing or have more than just the main one, the annual one that we've had in the past? Do you think that they'll do different ones throughout the year for feedback as opposed to just having one big one every year? Well, this is Veeam, and honestly, this is 2022, so anything's possible. It's <laughs> very true. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> surprises these days. I mean, just to be honest about it, I, yeah. I, well, I don't think that we'll be changing our, our annual TPAC format anytime soon. I think it's proven uh, itself. I think it's successful. You know, um, we have a great time. Um, um, but I do think there is opportunity and room to expand our reach a bit into more regional packs. Okay, um, really to help make sure that we're can be more inclusive uh, of as many as as many voices as possible, because we can appreciate that not everyone can or wants to hop on a plane to hang out with us for a few days. <laughs> people are busy. I mean, it's, it seems like people are busier these days. Uh, and airfare is not cheap, unfortunately. Airfare is not cheap. There's a lot of drama and flying apparently out there. Cancel yeah. flights. I mean, you know, so a regional pack could make a lot of sense when it comes to people's time and travel budgets, as well as for yeah. capturing a wider audience. So, and for what it's worth, we've run these in Europe. Um, so yeah. it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility um, because we have a format for it um, to do these in the U S or North America. So I guess what I'd say to that and, and to those in the audience who are listening is if we did do a smaller regional TPAC, would you attend? So if you've got yeah. feedback on that, please let us know being Eric uh, or myself directly. Yeah, you know where to find us on LinkedIn or our email addresses are easily guessable if you don't already have it at Beam. We're first dot last, so don't spam me, please, or Ken. Ken's name's easier to spell than mine, so please don't spam him either. You'd be surprised how many people misspell it, all five letters of it. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> you have almost as many letters in your whole name as I have my first name. Well, when I create email addresses, I have to add, you know, change my name because I have to add characters to it. Oh, they tell you it's too short. That's too great. Short. That's great. <laughs> this is invalid name. Thanks. That's that's self reassuring yeah. at the beginning of a day. When's the next TPAC? So we do them annually, and we've had to do the last few virtual. So what's on the docket for the next one? Um, next one's going to be um, in October. October. Yeah. In person uh, or virtual? Uh, we're shooting for in person. Yeah. Exciting. Of course, so it is twenty two. Things could happen in this world, but yeah. uh, the, the plan right now, or pox or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, you never <laughs> not, know. Not trying to get people stirred up, but I never know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't think any of us expected twenty twenty to happen, and it did. So, no. um, but I didn't expect right it now, to still be happening in twenty twenty one. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, plan is for October, uh, early October. Specific date still TBD, but we have an idea of when it is, and we're planning to host one in person. You know, for cool. the second half. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. And it comes with such great feedback. I think it's fantastic, especially going in towards the end of the year, um, you know, and knowing that we, you know, we have new products coming and, and the feedback that we get from the channel and how we sell and how we position, just not even about the products in general, but just the positioning and everything gives us ideas for what to plan for when we hit the market and go out there trying to sell and co-sell with our partners in the new year. So it's great timing for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the second half is going to be a busy second half for us. I mean, you've seen the product roadmap for the second yeah. half. There's a lot of stuff uh, coming out um, or we're expecting to deliver in the second half. So I think having a TPAC in October will be very timely for that. Not not just to follow up on what we discussed at the mini TPAC, but, you know, to get early feedback on here's 
what we have. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Tell us, you know, is this going to uh, resonate with your customers or is it not? Well, Ken, thanks very much for joining me today. I really appreciate the time that you spent. Um, again, I'll talk to you probably 10 more times this week since we are on the same team. And uh, everybody out there, thanks for uh, joining us. It's good to be back. And we will not have as big a gap between this episode and the next one. So thanks for listening and see you in the next episode. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening.